You're listening to the Plane Talking UK podcast, a UK-based podcast written by a passenger to anyone. And here are your hosts, Carl Stebbing and Matt Smith. Well, hello and welcome to episode number 75 of the Plane Talking UK podcast. <laughs> I'm Carl Stebbings and joining me in uh, Matt's, well, sorry, I'm joining Matt in his conservatory studio. Yes, yes. Other way around today. Other way around, yes. I know. It's good, isn't it? It is. Yes. So how's Matt just, this week? Just bring your little fader up a tiny oh, little bit. Oh, yeah, it's not sorry. quite as loud as there we it go. was. Is that better? Uh, a little higher, please. All right, sorry. There we go. That's the that's joys. That's lovely. Know. That's the joys of live. Anyway, so how's Matt? Oh, he's living the dream. Yes. yes oh, yes. Matty Fab's joined us in the he chat has. room. Hello, oh, Matt. Good man. Good man. Matt, yes. Hello. Yes. This is uh, apologies. This is a little bit unplanned. The uh, the the whole doing it live. It was a bit short notice. I think. I don't know. You had a rush of blood to the head or something. Oh, like I, I don't know. <laughs> quick, quick question as well. While we're on the subject of flying, yes. which we were earlier, Matt, Matty Fab. Ooh. I am. Um, I started um, delving into my my. Uh, uh, navigation part of my flying today. I've not got as far as you, obviously, Matt, because you're just you're just awesome. Um, but <laughs> but I'm learning to use the uh, the whiz wheel and uh, stuff like that. And I'll tell you what, it's oh my head, really? headaches, my headaches. Oh, I I really honestly think I don't think I think I'll I, I, I'm scared. Really it scares me. Yes, you can't give up just because you've had a. I'm sorry, it's not allowed. I know, but it's just so. I, I don't know how you manage, Matt, because my head is just gonna. And explode, I think so. Oh I kind of got, I kind of got the gist of how to use a whiz wheel, and I'm, I'm learning how to navigate using a map and a ruler and a protractor <laughs> and stuff like that. But um, oh dear, scary! I tell you, it's very scary. Mm. So, hello to uh, to the listeners who are in the chat room at the moment. Mm, um, we've got five in there now watching, so that's oh, four. That's very exciting. I'm in there at the moment. Oh, are you right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've got I've got my hands full already. If that's all right, so apologies yeah. if I don't talk too much during this. But uh, as you can appreciate, with all the cameras and stuff, it's uh, so, my, my brain is melting as it is. So, so uh, in the chat room, hello Philip Davis, hello Neville Bounds, hello Matty Fab or Matthew Fabricus. And there, I think that's the only four we've got in there at the moment. Let me go back just to make sure I've got Ooh, everyone. It's black magic, that whiz thing. What's that? Oh, the, the oh you thing. were talking about a moment ago. I see. Yes. Yeah, the whiz wheel <laughs> thing. I, I bet, I bet, what's it? Matt, you know, he passed his, uh, if I told, uh, I am this afternoon. Ooh. Um, mm. I, don't, I have no idea what that means. See, I, I'm just gutted because Matt, Matt is already, he's, I think he's already done his um, first cross country solo. Right. So, okay. And I haven't yep. yet. And I'm. Dreading it, oh, really. Am. <laughs> um, oh dear. <laughs> yeah. So we are here. Sorry, getting back. To we are. Our, yes. The job in hand. Yes. Uh, we're here for ep- yeah. episode seventy-five. Uh, the time's just uh, just three minutes past six. It's the twenty-eighth of August, mm-hmm. and uh, we're we're well, we're broadcasting live. We're doing a live show. We are. Feed. Yes. We've had a bit of an upgrade here in the conservatory studio, yes, and as you've probably noticed, if you're watching the cameras, we are not having the delay problems that we were having before, and so the cameras mm. are nice and smooth, yeah. and we are streaming at 128 kilobytes audio-wise, um, and uh, we're not quite HD, but HD will come next time, so uh, uh. yeah, it's, things are definitely improving. We're, I'm beginning to get the hang of this whole doing it on, you know, doing it on YouTube business, so mm. thank you for those who've been watching us from the start, yes. and persevere. <laughs> <laughs> As, as I sort of work out the the rough edges around it, but um, yeah, it's all good. Oh, Matty Fam's finished all his grand oh, exams. Oh, you're so jealous, <sighs> aren't you? <laughs> oh, I'm so jealous. Honestly, 
That's just <laughs> brilliant. Can you send me all the answers? No, Matt? that's not how it works. Send, that, send your answers. That is what we call cheating. You're no, not allowed to not do cheating. It is complete cheating. <laughs> so, Matt, just send me the answers on a postcard uh, oh. to the uh, Plain Talking UK podcast. With the greatest of respect, Carl. I don't <laughs> think all the answers will fit onto a postcard. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> uh, we have had a message on Facebook as well. Oh, um, good, yes. Daniel Hannington Yay, is on, watching the show on his mobile phone. Cool. But not on the top of a cliff this time. Oh, <laughs> rubbish. <laughs> oh, oh well, excellent. Beat, beats uh, jumping off one, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I must admit that picture he sent us was incredible, oh, wasn't it? it? Where, where he was yeah. watching it, you know, over, oh, that was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. it was really yeah. good. I, th- I, th- I think actually you should make that our cover page. On the oh, I'll have to ask Dan's permission first. Well, I, well, I, well I can't just... with a bit of luck, we might get a message, message during the show that yeah. says we can. So, yes, we are live. So, uh, if you are watching us, please do not hesitate to get in touch. Um, and, uh, hello, the, 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 do you have the revision app? You're being asked. Oh, no, I don't. Matty Fab, send me the... <laughs> send me the, send me the link app. now. Yeah. Is that... If that's the... Not the app. I've got the... Um, oh, the one on online. The... Oh, I forget the name of it now. Airquiz. Airquiz.com. I use as well. Right. Good. Oh, thank you, Matt. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Message yeah, me that. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank Splendid. you. Very kind of you. Um, yeah. So we are, like I said, we are, we're live and we we've got yes. loads of news. Yeah. Uh, we've got loads of news. We've got the military uh, news coming up later. We've got the commercial news first. We haven't got a segment from Pilot Pip, but nope. Pip did message me this afternoon because um, Pip is actually on holiday in our. I know, in Cromer. The woods. Places, in Cromer yeah. on the North Norfolk coast. So uh, Pip is um, he's on a beach at Holcomb. Oh, uh, have you have you ever been? Uh, I have. I, I, I might have done. It's I the biggest remember. beach in the world. It's just huge because it takes forever to get there. So uh, yes. But Pip has said uh, that by the time we start recording today, he'll probably be on a beach. Um, but he'll try and catch the last thirty minutes. So perhaps Pip might catch us in the um, in the chat room. Oh, good. Yeah. Excellent. Yes, do. Do. That would be nice. It'd be nice to hear. I have missed you. It has to be said, Pip. I'm sorry. No. I know. We, I know. We have missed Pip. We have. We've, we've we dropped down to two watching us now. Oh, oh dear. blimey. Oh, dear. We've lost, we've lost two people. Uh, so, Matt, Matty Fab, you're still in the room. Yes. Um, Neville and Philip, I'm oh, guessing hello. you... Oh, hello. I think we just had a, a dropout. Have we? Oh, no. It's all right. It's come back. Don't, don't okay. panic. Okay. <laughs> I just looked, looked at the, a glitch there for a minute. I we're, think. we're back to three again. Yes, yeah, it's all right. We're we had back a bit to of three. a glitch. Anyway, right. We better start. We had. These people are waiting for the news. Are, absolutely, and we yeah. haven't given them anything other than drivel so far, so let's correct that, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> Matty Fabs just messaged me on Facebook to yes. give me the. Um, Excellent. Oh, yes. yeah, I got. Okay, yeah. Right. Good, lovely. Anyway, come on, focus. Sorry, I'm on reading the. T- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Are you ready? Okay. Right. So of being live. we're going to start the show as we do each week with our rundown <laughs> of the weekly news from around the world and the UK. So Indeed. if you're ready, Matt, uh, pretty much as ready as I'll ever be. Okay, let's go. I'll just notice something. Oh dear! <laughs> there was me thinking we were. Off. I didn't record on Mixpad. Didn't you? That. Okay, no. that's fine. Okay, I I have here, so don't worry. Shall I play the jingle again? <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> so I'll press record now then. <laughs> oh, 
no. I can't believe I'm You are so special. You did that to us last week. I did week that last well. week. Right, but I was able to cover it up last time. I can't cover it up this time. <laughs> well, we've missed the first bit anyway. So no, that's fine. I have it all on, on right. tape. So You're I'm going to press record yes. again. Okay. Good of you. Yes. Are you ready? <laughs> if you wouldn't mind, that would be great. <laughs> so kicking off this week's first news story then. Uh, this one on the Breaking Travel News site. Ooh. And uh, the story, the headline, Delta Airlines adds new transatlantic routes to 2016 schedule. So Delta Airlines and Virgin Atlantic Airways will strengthen their transatlantic network next year with the introduction of their new non-stop Delta services from London Heathrow to Salt Lake City and Edinburgh to New York JFK. Oh, that'd be a good one. For the second summer in a row, Delta will be launching new routes that give customers more options when flying between the UK and the United States, said Nat Piper, Delta's senior vice president, Europe, Middle East and Africa. Delta and Virgin are committed to offering the extensive network that the transatlantic and uh, new flights from London and Edinburgh will offer, uh, with more connections to destinations throughout the US and beyond. Starting in May next year, on the 2nd of May next year, Salt Lake City will uh, be Delta's 8th US destination served from Heathrow and will be the only non-stop service between the Mountain West and Heathrow, offering one-stop connections to many Mountain West cities such as Reno, Boise, Idaho, Albuquerque and Idaho Falls. The airline has scheduled a 210-seat Boeing 767-300ER aircraft for the flight, which will be operated on a seasonal basis linking Heathrow non-stop to all seven Delta hubs in the United States. Known as the crossroads of the West, Salt Lake City is situated within easy reach of some of North America's most famous national parks, with more than 20 located within a few hours' drive of the airport. The largest airline operating in Salt Lake City uh, Delta offers connections to more than 50 destinations well, uh, throughout the West and into Canada. Uh, the region offers many travel options for tourists wanting to enjoy outdoor pursuits with some of the United States' best hiking, mountain biking and rafting nearby. I'd love to try that. Uh, Delta's daily non-stop flight between Edinburgh and New York JFK will launch on May the 27th next year, offering customers up to 60 convenient onward connections. The flight will be uh, Delta's only service from Scotland, but joins Virgin Atlantic three times a week, summer seasonal service from Glasgow, Orlando. The new flight offers convenient transfers to popular destinations, including Miami, Orlando, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, and San Francisco via the newly extended Terminal 4 at its JFK hub. The airline will operate a 163-seat Boeing 757-200 aircraft on the route. That's a great news there for um, people wanting to go from Edinburgh mm, to um, to the states. There, obviously, yeah. when Virgin and Delta code share, yeah, um, so they kind of share the same flight numbers and of the, the the aircraft and the routes, and it makes it more profitable for the airline. Right. Good, and obviously, it offers um, Virgin the mm. chance of expanding its route networks through through Delta, which is um, obviously really good. Yeah, but I'm quite surprised with the the story that they're going to use a 767-300ER. I thought they would have picked something like the 777 right. uh, for that, but um, the 767 is a brilliant aircraft anyway, so yeah. we shouldn't complain about that. Okay, what, what makes it so special? The, the 777, well, mm. the, the 76 is, is, is essentially the older version of the 777. The 777's it's still an, uh, been about a few years now, the triple seven, but the seven six was what started the right. big wide bodied sort okay. of um, uh, twin engine aircraft from Boeing. Yeah. 
So, moving on. Yeah, moving on. As per usual, I have a Ooh. Ryanair story to start off my uh, stories. I don't know why these are always <laughs> safe for me. But, uh, oh, mo- Mother's going on Saturday, by the way. No, oh, she's not going on Monday. Oh, she's going Bank Monday. Bank holiday Monday, yes. Yeah, she's off with to Ryanair. Ireland with Ryanair. Mm. So, uh, cool. So, maybe I should be nice to them for until she gets there. <laughs> Probably best, yeah. No, okay. All right, anyway. That's not going to happen. So, uh, br- again, breaking travel news. Uh, Ryanair signs car rental partnership with Car Trawler. Ryanair has launched Ryanair Car Hire and announced a new partnership with Car Trawler, a leading travel, uh, sorry, a leading uh, travel technology platform and online aggregator of car rental services. The new site allows Ryanair customers to book the widest range of cars at the best prices on the Ryanair.com website. The move follows the termination of a partnership with Hertz earlier this year. Ryanair's new car hire partnership with Truck Car Trawler offers customers a direct connection to over 1,500 leading and independent car retail agents in over 30,000 airport and city locations across 174 different countries. Ryanair Car Hire will go live on Ryanair.com website from Tuesday, the September the 1st, so it's only a couple of days away mm. from starting. Ryanair Chief Executive Michael O'Leary said, following an extensive tender process, Ryanair is pleased to partner with Car Trawler, who offer the best conversion rate in the business as we launch Ryanair Car Hire, offering the widest range and best value car rental service to our 103 million customers. Now, this this is quite um, new for me, actually, because the, the first car I ever hired was actually Ryanair via Hertz. Um, so I was quite surprised to see that this deal had been in, been terminated. Whether they, I don't know whether whether uh, EasyJet is still with Hertz or whether have they have they left Hertz? Not so. sure, not sure. Ryanair have certainly, but uh, I don't know. Perhaps we'll look it up mm. um, for later on. If you are watching on YouTube, obviously, and you have access, yeah, to that it, is. Te- it, yeah. the, um, just checking in the, Ooh, the, the other news stories. It yes. does say here that uh, that car trawler deal uh, has been replaced Hertz. Oh, so Hertz are no longer associated with Ryanair. Really? It's, uh, it Gosh, is all he's all gone. Yeah. Oh dear! Did they fall out then, or just a cheaper deal? I don't know. Yeah. I suppose they could have got a better deal. I suppose. Mm. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. So moving on to our next story, uh, breaking news: travel site as well again this time. The headline: London Gatwick set for busiest ever bank holiday weekend. So those of you uh, watching, listening at the moment, will know it's bank holiday weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, woohoo! Woohoo! <laughs> and. Uh, the headline, uh, obviously, about the bank holiday weekend being the busiest for Gatwick. Um, it's uh, going to be its big, uh, busiest ever August, um, as up to 580,000 passengers plan to travel through the airport. The figure is an increase of 17.2% on bank holiday passenger numbers since the airport became an independent from, the B, uh, from BAA in 2009. Berlin sees the biggest rate of growth of any destination, rising by 54% on 2014, joined by Madrid up 26% and Istanbul 22%. Norwegian Air, combined with EasyJet, uh, accounts for the growth in Berlin, uh, providing competition on its key routes uh, and city breaks. The introduction of new Gatwick airline Pegasus uh, complements Turkish airlines and gives passengers greater choice in serving the Turkish capital. Long here, uh, long haul leisure destinations continue to prove popular, with Orlando passenger numbers up 15%, with Las Vegas numbers up 8%, and Cancun up 5% on the last bank holiday uh, weekend. As well as increased capacity with British Airways and Virgin Atlantic, passengers are able to take advantage of the Orlando route on the Norwegian Air Dreamliner as an option that was not available last year. 
the top 10 destinations Gatwick passengers will be flying to this bank holiday all, um, weekend include Barcelona, uh, Palma de Mallorca, Malaga and Faro. Uh, Gatwick Chief Financial Officer Nick Dunn said our record-breaking bank holiday figures show that comp- uh, competition is a great thing for passengers. In the short space of time since becoming an independent, we have become an airport of choice, offering more destinations than any other UK airport. Our long-haul destinations are growing fastest of all the routes we serve, and with routes to Costa Rica and Peru, uh, which will be the o- uh, UK's only direct routes, uh, routes to Lima, I think we covered it in the last show, and new services to Canada starting next year. Gatwick continues to show that uh, it's a well-placed to meet the needs of travellers. Uh, so that's obviously brilliant news for Gatwick. And uh, not only Gatwick, brilliant news for the uh, retailers that obviously are uh, within the airport itself because mm. with all these 580,000 passengers going through, yeah. there's going to be a lot of um, uh, cards and cash flying around in the uh, retail well, side yeah, of things. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Well, Where, where's Mother flying from, by the way? Uh, it's Stansted. Stansted, okay. Yeah, Stansted yeah. Airport, yeah, awesome. Yeah, awesome. well, it's easiest from us. It's uh, give it given that she needs to be there for seven o'clock. That 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 works well for Ooh. me. <laughs> Early so morning. Yeah, yeah. Well, she wants to be there for half five. You oh, see, bless so her. it's uh, well, which I don't blame her. So it's a sort of, uh, but yeah, sleep's overrated. To be fair, I know. Uh, <laughs> anyway. I, I don't. I don't get any near near enough. No, no, that is true. I think we all suffer, suffer there a bit. Uh, it is uh, on to the next story again. This is breaking travel news, and the headline is British Airways flies into Silicon Valley, San Jose. Sun-drenched Silicon Valley is to get a direct service to Heathrow when British Airways starts offering non-stop flights to San Jose in summer 2016. San Jose is the world's software powerhouse and home to household high-tech giants such as Adobe, uh, Apple, Cisco, eBay, Google and Intel, as well as thousands of tech startup companies and world-famous Stanford University in nearby Palo Alto. The British Airways will be offering daily flights uh, on the only service between Europe and San Jose to the airline's fourth Californian destination after Los Angeles, San Diego and San Francisco on its brand new 787-9 Dreamliner, which features its very latest first cabin. Customers can already fly daily to Los Angeles and San Francisco in comfort and style on British Airways Super Jumbo, the A380, the world's largest passenger aircraft. Stephen Humphreys, British Airways head of global sales, said there's no need, uh, there's no better place to fly the world's most advanced passenger aircraft than to the world's home of high tech and innovation, San Jose. Our new daily service will offer fantastic direct flights between Silicon Valley and London with onward connections to scores of destinations around the globe on our extensive worldwide network. We're sure this new service will provide just the business uh, for Californian-based companies looking to expand into Europe and will strengthen London's strong commercial ties with the West Coast. It also offers a brilliant starting point to visitors to nearby Carmel and Monterey with the rugged central coast along Highway 1 and and easy access to the unrivaled splendour of Yosemite National Park. The new British Airways service daily service starts on the 4th of May 2016. The BA279 will touch down in San Jose for the first time just after 6pm in the evening after a 10-hour, 15-minute flight from Heathrow. The airline's 787-9 Dreamliner will offer 8 seats in its new first cabin, 42 seats in Club World, 39 in World Traveller Plus and another 127 for those seated in World Traveller. 
The, business, the, the, the British Airways 787-9 Dreamliner will make its first commercial flight from Heathrow to Delhi in October. Uh, will be the most technologically advanced aircraft in the British Airways fleet. Sam Licardo, uh, mayor of San Jose, said San, San Jose and Silicon Valley tech companies have committed to uh, San Jose's international uh, airport as being their airport of choice and expressed strong support for a direct line to London for several years. British Airways' announcement to launch services between San Jose and London Heathrow will be well received by both business and leisure travellers in our region. Are you right there? Yes, <laughs> got a long that was story. quite a big story, wasn't it? Yes, thanks for that. <laughs> no, but that's good that um, obviously all these um, BA mm. with their well, g- dream given how, stuff. Given how busy, busy that particular area is, I'm surprised mm. that there aren't a direct... Because uh, London, or well, well, the UK, is mm. is quite well known for its you know innovation, certainly technological-wise. I mean, obviously, the, the Raspberry Pi, and to name but one... Uh, massive uh, product is is you know doing really well on the technological stage uh, a lot of which uh, there is now interest in in san jose in silicon mm. valley so uh, i'm surprised there hasn't been a, a direct flight before i'm surprised you haven't been to silicon valley matt with, oh with I, your love of yeah, everything no, not gadgety. not through want of wanting to i can yeah. assure you of that so uh, in the chat room, Matty Fab has mm. uh, said that uh, in one of his uh, comments on here that uh, he found out apparently that Nor- uh, norwegian pilots um, who fly the 787 Dreamliner uh, for Norwegian are on worse contracts than the guys who fly the older 737s. Uh, obviously, an aircraft are pretty much quarter of the size of the 787. Um, they get half half the days off and don't get paid as much as the Dreamliner pilots. I wonder why that is. That's crazy. Mm. You know, they're in charge of a lot larger aircraft, a lot more people. Uh, you think they'd be paid more? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. But, uh, yeah. No, th- thanks for that, Matty Fab. Yeah. So moving on, next story. Indeed. Uh, on the breaking travel news site again. They're uh, having a busy day, aren't I know they? they're having a busy day. <laughs> uh, so this, this, is, this is news I like to see um, mm. because it's an aircraft, I think, is, which has not been um, picked up on by airlines like I thought it would have done. And the headline, Korean Air welcomes the first Boeing 747-8 Intercontinental to the fleet. So Boeing and Korean Air have marked the delivery of the airline's first 747-8 Intercontinental. The new fuel-efficient jet is the first of 10 747-8 passenger airplanes the carrier has on order. The new aircraft uh, delivers better fuel economy, said uh, Walter Cho, Executive Vice President and Chief Marketing Officer of Korean Air. Uh, this is imp- uh, that is important to a global airline such as ours, he said, and supports our goal to build and operate a first-class fleet of world-class aircraft. With this delivery, Korean Air becomes the first airline in the world to operate both the passenger and freighter versions of the 747-8. Uh, Korean Air currently operates seven 747-8 freighters, uh, Korean Air has been uh, a valued customer of Boeing for more than 40 years and uh, they're honoured to celebrate yet another milestone delivery uh, together with their first 78, uh, 747-8 Intercontinental, um, said Ray Connor, president of Boeing Commercial Airplanes. As one of uh, the few airlines that have operated almost all models of the 747 family, we are excited that Korean Air is extending the family tradition with our newest 747-8 Intercontinental. I am confident that the 747-8 will continue to play an important role in Korean Air's long-term success. 
Korean flag carriers, uh, the Korean Air uh, airline, currently operates a fleet of 87 Boeing passenger airplanes. Uh, that includes 737, 747s and 777s. The airline also operates an all-Boeing cargo fleet of 28 747-400s and uh, 747-8s and 777 freighters as well. Now, I sent the map before we start the show um, that uh, it's, it's a shame that not more airlines around the world have brought into the latest um, Boeing version of the 747, the, mm. the Dash 8. Yeah. Because um, Boeing does make them in a freighter or a passenger yeah. um, version. But they've sold more of the freighter versions than they have of the passenger uh, I, 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 I'd love to, to, to sort of talk to someone, find out why. Mm. It's just fascinating because it's a cracking aircraft, as you say. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've, the, on the Dash 8, they've stretched the upper deck um, slightly bigger than the, the Dash 4, mm. 400. Yeah. Um, and they've upgraded the wings. The wings are a lot different than yeah. the original 400 series. And obviously the engines are a lot different than yeah. the 400 series. Um, a lot cleaner and greener engines. Mm. But as I said to you earlier, Matt, I think it's, it's simply a fact that, you know, Airlines can buy wide-bodied aircraft that yeah. hold nearly as much people or many many passengers as a Dash Eight, yeah. and have two engines powering them rather yeah. than four. It's not costing anywhere near as much, is it? Much, well, the no. four engines must be handy if you're handy if you're carrying you know large amounts of freight. I presume, which is why the freight version yeah. is done doing, so well. Doing better, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Quick update on the old uh, chat feed. We've got uh, uh, Philip Davis is actually having his own private um, air show by the sound of it. It's uh, first a hurricane, then a Spitfire, and now the Red Arrows. Now, presumably the Red Arrows, because I know Simon <laughs> posted on on our Facebook, didn't he, that they were they were parked up at Norwich, yeah. weren't they? They were actually parked up at Norwich for a little while. Uh, then then went and did I think uh, day two of the Clacton Air Show, mm. and uh, presumably they're on their way home. Where are they based? Do you know? I, I, I honestly, no, okay. I should know, really. Yeah, we should do. Yes. I should and, and do. Simon will berate us for that, no yeah, doubt. I know. But uh, there we are. It's all part of the fun. Anyway, on to the next story. Then uh, this is uh, um, this is on the Telegraph Travel website, and it's uh, the headline is seen disarray on Moroccan plane after cabin crew dispute. Morocco National Airline, Morocco's National Airline, has apologised to passengers after a reported dispute between cabin crew uh, led to trays and cutlery being scattered in the aisle. That's a very bizarre situation, isn't it? Passengers on board... A I can't believe the picture. From, yeah, I know. It's absolutely stunning. I'll show it to you on the old YouTube in a minute. Uh, passengers on board a flight from Casablanca to Lisbon in Portugal were reportedly scared to leave their seats as they, believe, as they believed the noise of falling objects was the result of a technical problem with the plane. According to a report on the forum uh, Crash Aaron, the mess was in fact as the result of a dispute between two members of staff, which left airline meal trays and plates scattered um, uh, <laughs> sorry, uh, I've lost my place. I'm so sorry. We'll try that again. Uh, <laughs> which left airline meal trays and plates scattered along the plane's aisle near the crew area, just uh, as the aircraft began to descend uh, into into it, the airport. I'll just show you that picture if I may. Portella uh, Airport. Uh, Portella Airport. Portella yeah. Airport. Yeah. Sorry, I should re- I should explain because obviously we're live. Mm. Uh, so I would normally, where things go wrong, there we'd normally cut it and go back. But I should just, in my defence, Carlos keeps moving the mouse. Sorry, so I, 
I've I've got a mouse here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That operates Hang on, I'm, I'm, the newsfeed computer. Your... Yes, and, uh, okay. I accidentally yeah. touched it whilst Matt was reading that story. <laughs> and so I completely sorry. lost the lost the plot there. It doesn't take much to distract me. It has to be said. Can oh, you... and just while we're there, um, yeah. Scampton is the base oh, of the Red okay. Arrows. Oh, fantastic! Yes, well but well Exeter for tonight. Exeter for yeah. tonight. Oh, I see. Which is why they're doing it. Thanks for that, Philip. Yes, yeah, absolutely. That. Yes. Okay. So, anyway, uh, we'll carry on with our story. If my if my mouse stops being fiddled with, there we go. Uh, <laughs> it did. It did not. Uh, it did not leave, uh, give a confirmed reason for the incident, uh, but said that they may have. There may have been a result of a difference in the level of training the two had received. Moroccan news website Yel. Oh, here we go. Yabiladi. Uh, reported speaking uh, to uh, to one witness on the flight who said that there had been a verbal dispute between two air hostesses but no uh, degeneration into a fight. It sounds like a pretty it looks pretty, just looking at that picture which I showed you a minute ago, uh, I I question whether it was a fight or not. Royal Air Mardock uh, did not immediately respond to Telegraph Travel's request for comment but after the incident tweeted we rue news reports uh, we read uh, news reports insinuating a fight between two members of staff on a Casablanca to Lisbon flight uh, the the plates actually never uh, the the plates actually fell inadvertently hmm. that from it's the picture they, d- they didn't look as if they no, it, you know, just, yeah. it just suggested they've been flew. thrown to people. Yes, absolutely. Uh, in a second tweet, they added, "We are sorry to all passengers on this flight for the disturbance caused." The national airline, which is based in Casablanca, told uh, Yabil- Yabiladi, "I'm so sorry if my pronunciation is terrible on that." That there had been no physical altercation but did not deny that there had been a verbal disagreement. One of the air stewards had forgotten to lock the service trolley Mm. away after placing it in the back of the cabin, a spokesperson said, meaning that the flight turbulence caused the plates and cutlery to fall to the floor. According to Yabilidi, Royal Air Mardock said categorically that there had not been a fight. Uh, They added that the fight between Casablanca at the flight between Casablanca and Lisbon is very short and that crew have only 45 minutes to serve passengers with the time pressure and all the services they must provide uh, oversights are quite often possible in a separate incident Royal Air Mardock this week denied earlier reports that a plane severely damaged uh, during an emergency landing at Agadir is it Agadir? Agadir, yeah. Agadir Airport mm. was part of its fleet. A pilot landed the private jet at the southwestern Moroccan airport because he could not release the landing gear according to the Morocco World News. No passengers were harmed but the aircraft's uh, underbelly scraped the ground after the wheels failed to engage. Oh dear, that's very sad. Royal Air Mad- Madoc Mardock issued a statement to say that the aircraft in question did not belong to the national carrier and said that associating images of its planes with the incident risked harming the image. Hmm. That's an interesting story. We need to dig into that a bit. I more, know. I think. I think the pictures are just fantastic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really do. Yeah, we'll, we'll put that it, up before it, you. It yeah, literally look. I mean, I mean, that to me, if 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 I saw that picture yeah. on on a news story, um, I would associate that say with a website like the the aviation herald yeah um those of you listening will know the aviation herald fantastic site and uh, to do with anything about uh, aviation news so i i would associate that picture with a severe case of turbulence really yeah yeah i mean you if you go through the news feeds on aviation herald you'll see some yeah. uh, some of the incidents which where aircraft have gone through severe turbulence yeah and you see scenes like this yeah um very similar um, but uh, I mean, if <laughs> if this is due to a, 
altercation. I just... It, it, it's, it's bizarre, it's isn't scary. it? It's scary. I mean, I mean the, there is every possibility that the trolley wasn't engaged, there was a bit of turbulence on flight, and carnage ensued. Um, but I, I must admit, I'm a little sceptical. I, I won't lie. <laughs> I know. It's, I mean, there's, there's a good clean-up job there for anyone to do. That's what I keep them busy, won't it? Oh, hello, uh, by the way, to uh, Rob Rusted. He's oh, joined hello, us in the chat Rob. room. Hello, Rob. I'll hello. give you a wave. Hello. Where's my camera? Oh, yeah, there. Is there. Hello. <laughs> I'm so Fantastic. sorry. I should just explain. Rob does our jingles for yes, us Rob, now. He Rob does. does he voices our jingles, so you have heard him, believe it or not. Yes. So moving uh, on, I, I'm the only one that cares about that, aren't I? <laughs> oh, we love him really. Thank you. Thanks, Rob. By the way, yeah. for uh, for our jingle. Oh, we, we've got yeah. we've actually got some more jingles for Rob to do. Oh, has so, he got a busy, busy time? He's ahead, got a busy time ahead. Yeah, we, we've Good. got a few more that we need him to do. Splendid. So moving on, the uh, <laughs> next story, the Telegraph site. This one and uh, the headline: Fire breaks out at hangar at Dublin Airport. Ooh, uh, was a picture for this one. Uh, Dublin Airport oh, Authority oh, sorry, says <laughs> its, uh, its own fire crews were first on the scene with other units dispatched. Um, obviously, the airport has its own fire service, which it dispatched to uh, to the fire. So, uh, oh, here we go. Mm-hmm. Here. So, flight operations have resumed at Dublin Airport after fire broke out in a hangar. Uh, no one was injured in the blaze, which broke out at a maintenance facility at the airport shortly after 7 p.m. Uh, this week on I think it which day it was here. It doesn't say on the 26th. That's a few days ago. Uh, forcing runways to be closed despite initial warnings that flights in and out of Dublin could be delayed by several hours, possibly up to midday. Air traffic controllers were preparing to clear backlogs before 9 a.m. The fire broke out in the roof of the hangar, uh, th- uh, th- uh, hangar 3, towards the rear of the airport grounds, and it was contained in just over an hour. Uh, the fire was uh, in a hangar in a restricted area of the airport, which is separated from the passenger facilities, the airport said. Passengers affected uh, by the delays in and out of Dublin were advised to check with airlines to confirm departures and arrivals as operations resumed again at around 8.45am. Several crews from the airport's own emergency teams and Dublin Fire Brigade were tasked to contain the fire. Two planes were inside the unit at the time, both short-haul 146 aircraft known as Whisperjets, the BAE 146, uh, one of which was believed to have been operated by CityJet. Ooh, blimey. Uh, they operate out of London City Airport. Oh, guys. Um, all flight operations were suspended because uh, all emergency services had been brought out to tackle the fire. And uh, as a result, uh, when this happens, obviously air lot, airport services have to be stopped right. because all their um, emergency services crews are obviously tackling this fire. So the airport does essentially shut down right. to all in inbound and outbound aircraft. Oh, blimey. Um, uh, roughly how long I mean I, I suppose it depends on the size of the incident does it as, as to how long the delay is if you like to how long they have to shut the airport for I, I would imagine that they have to probably shut the airport until they've you know they've, they've obviously got rid of the fire and, and the mm-hmm. smoke as well because the smoke is obviously a huge part of a yeah. fire yeah, um, yeah the picture obviously which um, which we put on the on the mm. YouTube page there you can see it was quite an intense yeah. fire with uh, quite a lot of smoke as well absolutely yeah I'll put that back up for you now yeah there we go uh, that's just put it back an, on there quite so an intense uh, Quite an intense fire, as you yeah. say. Yeah, and obviously um, with two aircraft in there, CityJet aircraft, BAE 146s. Um, so it looks know, like a lot of the smoke there. is actually coming out of an extractor here. Yeah, it does, yeah. It's, it's, it, does. it looks like a massive chimney, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. I mean, this hangar's obviously been built for sli- larger aircraft. I mean, the 146, I don't think, would um, utilise that cutout mm. at the top of the um 
the hang of that. Yeah. So it's obviously been it's obviously used as well. It, I, it, it's may may possibly be a, either a maintenance or a paint shop hanger. Yeah, oh so right, yeah, say. I see. Yeah, yeah. So, so somewhere there, that, that, yeah. So moving on. Indeed, yes. Uh, on to the next story. The uh, Telegraph uh, is the site again, and the headline is "Mapped the world's most frequent flyers." The U.S. spends by far the most time in the sky, but China is definitely closing the gap. Uh, and uh, there's a map here which I'll, I'll show you later um, but unfortunately as I operate the cameras <laughs> I can't do that for you right now uh, nervous flyers might want to take note of the follow that was the dog by the way you can just see it you can just see it going into the kitchen by my camera uh, that's Alfie say hello to Alfie everyone hello, uh, Alfie. nervous flyers might want to take note of the following figures there are more than 100,000 airline departures on average every single day adding up to around 36.5 million flights per year that's an awful lot of pre-flight demonstrations, reheated meals and overpriced drinks. And considering that there have been just 66 crashes so far this year. Just, just 66 crashes. That, that's quite a, It's not a lot, I suppose, in, in the great scheme of things. No. But, um, yes, uh, so far this year. Further evidence uh, j- uh, just how safe flying is. Uh, but where are most of those planes taking off from? The map above shows which nationalities are the most frequent flyers, according to the 2014 data published by the World Bank. Unsurprisingly, given its size and wealth, the US is miles ahead than any other nation, with 9,553,214 departures from its airports last year. Next on the list is China, with 3,356,756. But the gap is shrinking fast. The figure for China is almost six times what it was in the year 2000, uh, which was only 572,924, whilst departures from the US have fallen slightly from a high of 9,969,599 in 2005. The other countries in the top 10 for 2014 are Canada, 1,290,420 flights. The UK, 1,069,420. That's actually a huge number given how small our island is, isn't it? Uh, Brazil, 937,437. Japan, 927,437,000 flights. And Germany, 913,156. Russia, 747,804. Turkey, 723,207. And India, 720,050. <laughs> Among the fastest growing countries for air travel are Brazil. It had just 486,025 departures a decade ago in 2004. India, which had 231,413 in 2004. And Turkey, which had 121,815. If you can remember all those stats, you're a better man than I. Huh. There we go. <laughs> I'm officially exhausted. So let's have a quick look at that map. Just so the US is miles ahead, but it I mean, is, I yeah, mean, yeah. they would be because they're huge. The yeah, US is absolutely. huge. Absolutely. So let's uh, let's push that back now. We'll, we'll put that um, we'll put that map on onto the old uh, thing now. Here we go. There we are. So you can see basically because uh, it's difficult to read. The darker the red, the more departures is the best way to describe the key. So it's all red. Uh, I, ex- I kind of expected Australia to have much to be much darker, if mm. I'm honest, uh, given the fact that the country is so huge. You've got to basically... Well, it's kind of orange. Yeah. Um, I mean, the UK is sort of slightly orange-ish. Yeah. 
sort of thing but um obviously north america i mean a bright red you know it's um but but as i said i mean given how small our island is mm. uh, and and the population i mean i know we're quite he- heavily you know heavily populated uh, for an island of this size um but oh, yeah. uh, i have to say though looking at the map antarctica is white yeah <laughs> yes yes ironically is it is, is that because of all the snow well, no. I mean, there are still flights that fly in and out of Antarctica. Yes, obviously no, not, but nowhere near lot, enough to appear flights, on this key, like is it, yeah. essentially. But um, there you are. Right, so moving on Indeed. to our next story, yes. and this one is on the Telegraph travel site. And uh, this is, uh, actually, this is this is kind of a, well, it's not really a top ten. It's, it's a, kind of the world's worst airlines. Right. Uh, we normally okay. say the top tens to last, but we'll yeah. we'll go through these anyway. <laughs> Beans, we've got oh, it. Dear. We've got it queued up. Yeah. So um, we've got the top or the uh, the the twelve worst airlines. Mm. So we'll start from uh, number twelve. Okay. Uh, if any of our guys in the chat room have ever, ever flown with any of the, these airlines, yes, do, uh, let, us do let us know. <laughs> so we'll start with number uh, do, number twelve. Well done, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> so number twelve uh, is uh, Ukraine International Airlines or Ukraine. And uh, it's Yemen, Ye- Yemenia, Yemenia. I think you'd call that. Mm-hmm. Customer rating five out of ten. Oh dear. Um, <laughs> there's uh, one of the, some of the comments on here. It was uh, no air conditioning in the aircraft. Uh, a no very air old, conditioning. A very old <laughs> aircraft, a Boeing seven three seven five hundred, uh, with signs in Portuguese and Russian. Uh, seats, standard economy, not too clean. Uh, interiors show signs of serious wear. Oh yes, it's Ooh. An, an aging aircraft. Yes. Anyway, so number eleven. Number eleven. It's uh, Tajik Air or Tajik uh, Tajikistan or Turkmenistan. Um, Turkmenistan. Hello, my Turkmenistan. That's the cat. Yes. The cat, the cat's on the cat. Uh, some of the comments. It, it got a customer rating of uh, naught out of ten. Oh dear! Uh, the, <laughs> naught out of ten. Some of the customer reviews. <laughs> the plane was smelly. Um, uh, the worst airline and customer service I've ever seen. Miserable staff who don't smile. Ooh. So that's Turkmenistan uh, oh Airlines. That one. Yes. Uh, n- number ten. Number ten. It's Sudan Airways. Sudan. Uh, Syrian Air. They go as in Syria. Mm-hmm. Uh, customer rating, 1 out of 10. Uh, aircraft, very scruffy inside. Needs some real attention and cleaning. <laughs> uh, some of the other comments here. The cabin staff on the way out smoked behind the curtain. Blimey. And when my husband challenged them about this, they actually offered him a cigarette. No, <laughs> that's unbelievable. Anyway, number nine. Uh, number nine. Um, uh, Smart Wings, Czech Republic. And Spirit Airlines USA, there's two in two in here at, uh, in the number nine spot. Uh, Smart Wings, uh, some of the comments, um, flight was on time, but that was the first thing and the last good thing about it. <laughs> Staff are rude. Um, uh, you, there's no, almost no service. You get one glass of water or cheap soda. Um, Spirit Airlines USA got a customer rating of 3 out of 10 Uh, everything negative everyone has said about Spirit is true Spirit ruined my trip with unnecessary stress and anxiety oh blimey very stressful isn't it Uh, anyway uh, next at number 8 Oh, oh, it's number eight. Oh, there's two in here at number eight spot. Uh, Roycia Airlines in Russia, customer rating of five out of ten. Meal service is the worst in the air, one of the customers' oh, um, things. And oh, also, look. look who's at number eight. <laughs> it's also Ryanair. Yeah. 
customer rating of 5 out of 10. Uh, That's higher than I thought it would be. I'm not going to lie. So some of the customer <laughs> thing uh, in Dublin, when I approached the desk to say we had our boarding passes on a laptop, the customer service workers started yelling at us, how am I supposed to stamp your boarding pass if it's on a device? Oh, how times have changed. Of course, now you can wave your mobile at them. Yeah, and you? show them a, um, uh, <laughs> a, what, a QR code. That's yeah, a QR right. code. Oh, very good. Get you. Get know, you being all high-tech. Anyway. So uh, uh, number seven. Uh, yes. Uh, we've d- got... Uh, on oh sorry do you, oh, sorry no, sorry just don't take my oh, job away with oh, it <laughs> anyway number seven there we go on uh, air <laughs> Uh, in Turkey, customer rating 5 out of 10. Uh, one of the uh, customers said here, the seat was very uncomfortable. Water was not free. They charge three euros for a small bottle of water. Oh, it's just like Ryanair then. Uh, Pegasus <laughs> Airlines in Ooh. Turkey, customer rating 5 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Um, no, another customer says, here, I've booked four flights on Pegasus for business and vacations, and the four of these flights were delayed. Oh, <laughs> not by a few minutes, by at least an hour or an hour and a half. Oh, good Lord. Oh, dear, dear. Anyway, uh, number six. Number six, we've got Maham Air in Iran. Uh, customer rating 7 out of 10. Shortly to be moving out of the two-star category, perhaps. Oh. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Two-star. Uh, uh, budget airline, but the food service and staff hospitality on par um, oh, with, with some of the top airlines of the world. So not quite so bad, that one. Oh. We've got Nepal Airlines in Nepal. Uh, customer rating 5 out of 10. Uh, new plane, but limited leg room between seats. I mean, that oh. could be a, anything. That could be, you know, it could be any airline in the no, world no. ever, couldn't it? Yes. Uh, anyway, uh, number five. Number five, we've got Iran Air in Iran. Customer rating five out of ten. Iran Air does not serve any alcohol, but that's part of the current Iran experience, I guess. Well, I mean, airlines should do away with it anyway. <laughs> alcohol. Uh, we've got Lion Air Indonesia. Customer rating mm. four out of ten. Once seated, another passenger showed me his boarding pass that said uh, that was the same seat as mine. Oh, brilliant. Nice oh, one. Yes. good to have, I suppose. Really. That is not. That is definitely not. Anyway, number four. Number four. We've got uh, China United Airlines in China. Customer rating 8 out of 10. Oh, we're getting good. Uh, China United is the only airline that uses Beijing Nanyuan, a former military airport in the Ooh. south of Beijing. Classy. Check-in was quick and easy, but check-in area is, all, is so noisy and dilapidated. Toilets at the airport weren't great. Uh, that's not the airline, though. No, that's his port. <laughs> uh, Cubana Airlines in Cuba. Customer rating 4 out of 10. So many things went wrong with this with the flight, but the customer service's lack uh, of um, service was ridiculous. Oh, good. Oh, I like right. the word ridiculous. ridiculous. In, in any story, that's marvellous. <laughs> anyway, number three. Number three, we've got Byman Bangladesh in Bangladesh. Rating of 5 out of 10. Uh, checking in was totally disorganised, one of the comments here. Mm. And we've got Bulgaria Air in Bulgaria. Uh, really? Custom rating 6 out of 10. It <laughs> seemed that the best I could get from them, the crew, was ignorance. Oh, splendid. <laughs> sounds good, sounds good. Uh, number two. We've got, uh, what we got here? Uh, ba- Baham- Bahamas Air. In the Bahamas. Bahama. Baham- Bahamas Air. Mm. Um, it's... Uh, Passengers seem to agree with Skytrax here. The customer reviews on the same website give the airline an average of 2 out of 10. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, blimey. That so. is not good. And finally, at number one. So, Koryo Air has Coro. been named Koryo Air. That's spelt K- or Kilo Oscar Romeo Yankee It'll Oscar. Koryo Air <laughs> has been named the world's worst airline again for the fourth year oh, running. Really? by Skytrax, which holds the annual World Airline Awards. 
it's the only airline listed by Skytrax to receive a lonely one-star rating out of a possible five due to its Soviet-era airplanes, rudimentary safety belts and questionable safety. Well, that's what I always like to see, isn't it? Questionable safety. And rudimentary safety belts. Mm, absolutely, <laughs> which is always the way forward. <laughs> I should just say here, Matty Faber said the worst airline that I flew on uh, was the now defunct My Travel Airways oh, yeah. on one of their 757s. I have never been as cramped in all my life. <laughs> oh, I haven't flown on My Travel. I've seen their, air- seen them, remember their aircraft, they had the orange yeah. logo. Oh, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, oh, great, yes. <laughs> okay, uh, moving on to the next story then. This mm. is on Flight Global, and it's Air New Zealand to phase out the last of its 737s in September. Uh, Air New Zealand will phase out its final two Boeing 737-300s in September, completing the transition of its domestic jet fleet to Airbus A320s. We'll be out of the 737s next month, so we are on an A320 cost base with a well-configured aircraft uh, with lower-cost units. Chief Executive Christopher Luxon says he was speaking during a briefing after the carrier revealed a 39% rise in operating earnings uh, to New Zealand dollars of, of 548 million New Zealand dollars for the financial year ended 30th of June. Flight Global's Ascend fleet database shows that the airline now has 27 A320s in service and has orders for two more of the baseline variants as well as 14 re-engined A320 Neos and four A321 Neos. The A320 Neos will start delivering in the fiscal year of 2018. Uh, The airline says the those aircraft will gradually replace the A320C Neos. Or no, that is the A320 Neos, isn't it? That's a Mm. spelling mistake. It flies on the um, Trant-Asman Trant-Asman Services Mm. Ah. The Air New New Zealand will also start to draw uh, down its fleet of Boeing 767s over the next year with all five aircraft to be withdrawn by the end of the fiscal year 2018 Earlier this year, Luxon told Flight Global that the airline was looking at potentially retaining the 767s longer but now says that it will continue to roll them out um, as it continues to take delivery of the new 787-9s. The airline will take delivery of three 787s in fiscal years 2016 and 2017, with two new two due, two due in 2018 and one in 2019. By the end of fiscal year 2017, the carrier will have also removed the final three Beach 1900D turboprops from its group fleet as it focuses its regional operations around larger Bombardier Dash 8 Bombardier Dash 8 Dash Q300s and ATR 72s. You see, I have so much to learn still when I it know. comes to He's learning. To, He's but, learning. Bless to, him. To play oh, hello, Alfie. Yes. Oh, dear. Out he goes again. It's all part. It's a, it's a busy life being a dog. So, just a bit of um, info for the for the for you guys listening uh, on the 737. The 300 series, which uh, yep. they're, they're getting Air New Zealand the phasing yep. out here. So the first prototype of the 300 series rolled out of the mm. Renton plant on the 17th of January, wow. 1984. Gosh. That's quite a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And first flew on the 24th of February, 1984. Wow. Uh, received its flight certification on November the 14th, 1984. And mm-hmm. US Air received the first aircraft in November uh, of that year, on the 28th of November. Um, 
Boeing received 252 orders for the aircraft uh, in 1985, wow. and over a thousand were produced during its production. Wow. Um, the 300 series remained in production until 1999, wow. when the last aircraft was delivered to Air New Zealand on December the 17th, 1999. Cool. Uh, Southwest Airlines in America, one of yes. the their low cost carrier mm-hmm. there. Uh, in December 2008, selected uh, Boeing to retrofit the 300 series with new instruments and hardware and software yeah. to improve the commonality with the uh, 737-700 series. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, 737-300 can also be retrofitted with uh, Aviation Partners winglets, with the you know the ones the, the sharklets that mm-hmm. come up from the end. Um, and they've also had the 300 series has been converted to be used into freighter versions. Um, as well, so a popular one there, the mm. 300 series for Boeing. Yeah, winglets are definitely the way forward. Oh yes, I like winglets. <laughs> right, so next story on Flight Global end. Boeing enters detailed design phase on the triple seven nine dash nine X. Brilliant! This is I watched a YouTube video today on mm. the triple seven dash nine X. It was yeah. so cool. Uh, Boeing can move into the detailed design stage for the 777-9X, having now reached a firm configuration milestone the airframer has disclosed. Uh, the 777-9X adds the, to the current 777-300ER long, uh, a longer composite wing, as well as General Electric GE9X uh, turbofan engines and folding wingtips. Uh, also a stretched and updated fuselage. Uh, the new promotional video launched by Boeing this week, which I watched today, mm-hmm. uh, discloses that the 777-9X's wing area will be nearly 20% larger and significantly more flexible than the current versions, greatly improving aerodynamic uh, efficiency. Uh, the team has followed a disciplined process to complete all of the requirements for this stage of the program, says Bob Feldman, Boeing General Manager for the 777X program, which also in, uh, includes the longer-range 777-8X variant as well. Right. Uh, the possible uh, exception of the uh, K-46 program, which includes development, will start from the commercial and military divisions of Boeing, uh, has kept the structure um, of Boeing's projects on time. Mm. The 777-9X appears to be continuing the trend with the firm configuration completed on the originally scheduled date set two years ago. Mm. Uh, until now, Boeing has focused on development on validating an aircraft's basic performance against a set of requirements. In the detailed design phase, Boeing development team will focus on the aircraft at the part and assembly level, as well as all of the electronic, hydraulic, and pneumatic systems. Mm. Boeing then launches the production phase as a detailed design phase nears completion. The first 777-9X test aircraft is scheduled to fly in 2018, followed by entry into service into 2020. Uh, So it's not not actually that big a gap mm. believe it or not i'll tell you matt it's going to be so cool to see mm. a passenger jet with fold up uh at wingtips yeah for obviously for ease of um yeah storage i suppose right. uh, take, up less room, yeah. take up less room yeah absolutely um but yeah. th- those of you guys um on having a look on youtube if you just mm. google in uh, or youtube the um boeing video for the triple seven dash nine x it's a pretty cool video yeah that boeing put together yeah yeah, mm. yeah. That's cool. Anyway, on last to our story. last story for the commercial side of things, and this is on Flight Global as well. Uh, it's actually a video, so uh, the version that I leave on YouTube, if you like, I will, uh, I will um, include this uh, video. So uh, 
if you're watching it on YouTube and it, you're not watching it live, obviously, because I'm not that clever. I have to do some editing. Um, <laughs> so yes. so uh, we'll play that video for you now on YouTube and then I'll read you the story. Okay, so in goes the video. And uh, <laughs> the, well this, done. this will all be carefully edited, obviously. I know. Uh, and uh, yes, so it is Flight Global Database and it's WestJet rolls out our first 767 and new logo. Canada's WestJet has joined the Wide Body Club. The Calgary based low cost carrier announced. Uh, that the first of four Boeing 767-300 ERs arrived at the company's Calgary base in the morning of the 27th of August. So that was just yesterday, in fact, arrived, mm. uh, obviously, because we were recording on Friday. WestJet did not immediately provide photographs of the aircraft, but released a video composed of computer-rendered images of a 767 in WestJet colours and the aircraft's interior. The arrival of our first wide-body aircraft opens the next chapter in the evolution and growth of Canada's low fare leader, says WestJet's executive vice president, out of commercial Bob Cummings, in a media release. He notes that the carrier began as a 737 operator, then expanded into smaller communities with the launch of subsidiary WestJet Encore, and is now setting its sights on long haul trans- trans- transoceanic flights. WestJet is leasing the four 767s from Boeing through a deal that uh, includes an option for WestJet to purchase the aircraft, the company has said. The carrier expects to receive two more 767s this fall and take delivery of a fourth aircraft in spring 2016. The aircraft will have 200, uh, 252, 262 seats, including 24 seats in a premium cabin, WestJet says. In addition to marking the next phase of the carrier's long-haul expansion, the 767 is the first in WestJet's fleet to carry the company's new logo, which consists of a version of its previous logo overlaid onto a maple leaf. The new logo appears on the 767's fuselage, while the logo on the aircraft's tail appears largely unchanged from the existing logo. All of WestJet's aircraft will eventually carry the new Maple Leaf logo, the company says. Revenue 767 flights will begin in September with the aircraft flying between Toronto and Calgary WestJet says then in December the carrier will deploy them between cities uh, in Alberta and Hawaii is that correct Alberta 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 and Hawaii and begin um, between Toronto and Montego Bay in Jamaica WestJet then intends to begin service to London's Gatwick Airport in May 2016. WestJet will announce more details about planned 767 routes in mid-September, the company says. Oh, Philip Davis is just just nipping out. He's got to get ready for work. Thanks for joining us, Philip Davis. Thanks for that. And I hope you enjoy the show. Mm, So just looking up some uh, bits on WestJet. Mm. Uh, WestJet uh, hubs in Calgary International Airport and Toronto Pearson International Airport Mm. have a fleet size of 140 aircraft. Destinations, 90. And um, their fleet um, consists of... um, Oh, it's a nearly an all-Boeing fleet. Okay. Apart from a Bombardier-8 uh, Q400. They've got 22 of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they've got uh, 767-300ERs. Um, they've also got um, orders for the new 737 MAX 8 mm-hmm. and the MAX 7. Mm-hmm. They've got 737-800s that uh, Matt's been on many times with Ryanair. Really? 39 of those. <laughs> uh, they've got 63 Boeing 737-700s mm-hmm. and uh, 13 737-600s. So that's a bit of info on WestJet for you there. Get you. 
So that's where we're going to bring uh, the commercial news uh, segment to a close. Yes. And uh, is it time for tea? It is. Yeah. Is it time for tea? It is time for tea. So for those of you listening on uh, on YouTube or listening, watching us via YouTube, yes. Uh, don't disappear. We will be back. Yeah. Um, hopefully, some more people will join us on you on uh, YouTube. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah. Uh, oh, let me just oh, steady on. Sorry to yep. jog my mic cable. Indeed, there. yes. Uh, okay. So we are going to come back to you after tea. Yep. After this. Aviation media has long been the domain of the newspapers and magazines. Well, not anymore. I'm Steve Vischer. And I'm Grant McCarran, and we're bringing aviation right into your radio. Yes, we're making aviation cool and interesting for everyone. Hang on. Aviation's always been cool. Check this out. How cool is this? Grant, Grant, turn that down. Here at Plane Crazy Down Under, we've got pilots, engineers, air traffic controllers, industry leaders, even politicians dropping by to talk to us about the amazing world of aviation right here in Australia and occasionally in New Zealand as well. Wow, that's cooler than I thought, mate. Find us at planecrazydownunder.com, on iTunes, or lurking about on other people's podcasts just like this one. We've got crazy accents and lots of great aviation content. And we promise not to talk about the cricket. No, never. Not the cricket. Quack, 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 quack. <laughs> what is cricket, anyhow? Something we win a lot. Oh, there oh. we go. <laughs> Incoming! We're back. <laughs> we are, yes, we are indeed. Yeah, we're... We are, oh, oh, there we go. That oh, was a, a bit of an abrupt board, ending yes. there. <laughs> oh, blimey. Right, so we're back in the room. We are. Um, we're back after having our tea and scones. Well, I've got actually got another... Where's my other scone oh, gone? Oh, blimey, hang on. Pass I thought, it I thought it's... it's very demanding. I thought also. my scone had gone. No, no, it's all right. <laughs> really? How I'm long sorry. have you been waiting to say I know. That? I've been waiting all day. So, welcome back <laughs> after our break. We've just uh, had uh, a slight coffee and some uh, fruit okay. scones. Yes. And uh, we've uh, had a bit of a Cheers, chat. Cheers, everyone. Yeah, we had a bit of a chat with our uh, YouTube listeners, mm-hmm. YouTube watchers, yes. um, following us in there. With uh, we've been having a little chat with those guys. We had a few uh, extras join us in the chat room. Which is great. Uh, Stuart Backer and Dan yeah. Hannington. Hello yeah. to you guys for joining us in the chat room. Very good Fantastic. to see you. Very yes, good very to see you. So. Yes. Um, so we've got uh, some military aviation uh, uh, military uh, aviation military news aviation news to bring you. I know it's the, it's this fruit scone. <laughs> so. It. Uh, we're going to bring you the military aviation news, so if you're ready, Matt... Yes, always. Let's go. So kicking off this week's first news story on Flight Global and this one and the headline uh, MAKS or MAX is Russia developing an F-35 hunting UAV. Ooh, Ooh. A hunting UAV. Yeah, something to hunt UAVs. Uh, Russia could be working on a low observable F-35 hunting unmanned aerial vehicle that uses deeply integrated electronic warfare systems to stay hidden from radars. Uh, The tip-off comes from an electronic systems producer, KRET, which is a curious UAV model on display at the MAX air show in Moscow. According to the company's first uh, deputy chief executive officer, Vladimir 
MIGHEV, this aircraft model is more than just a sleek promotional display. It's an advanced military UAV being developed by the United Aircraft Corporation, the UAC. Uh, Concern Radio Electronic Technologies, or KRET, is a subcontractor of the project, he says, providing the fundamental communications radar, electronic warfare and self-protection systems, as well as the ground control station. Speaking via a translator, Mikhev tells Flight Global that the company is involved with two military UAV projects, one in development and one in the concept phase. Uh, both uh, ventures of UAC. He declines to name the project and does not say which UAC design bureau is in charge, but confirms some of its key capabilities. Mikhev says the UAV has been designed to detect stealth aircraft in the same vein as China's ambitious Divine Eagle project, which he claims is based on technology borrowed from Russia and the USA. Such aircraft aim to detect low-observable U.S. combat aircraft using X-band and UHF radars, specifically the Lockheed Martin F-22 and F-35 and Northrop Grumman B-2. But airborne surveillance is just one of the UAV capabilities. Mikhev says KRET is providing a deeply integrated electronics warfare system that not only provides a protective electromagnetic sphere around the aircraft to counter air-to-air missiles, but also cloaks it from radars. Wow. The unmanned aircraft closely resembles Northrop's carrier-based X-47B demonstrator, but adds two lift fans on each wing and its vertical stabilizers. Mikhev says the UAV's avionics, radar and electronic warfare systems are derived from those being produced for the Sukhoi Su-35 multi-role fighter and the Kamov Ka-50 attack helicopter. KRET is also deeply involved in the Sukhoi T-50 PAK-FA fighter project. And an article published on the KRET's website on the 2nd of August, Mikhev uh, says Russia has been competing with the USA in the realm of electronic warfare mm. uh, for our entire lives. And about five years ago, the company decided it needed to bring in the next era of electronic warfare systems. Today we are taking about 15% to 20% annual growth in the direction of electronic warfare systems, he says. It remains to be seen whether the UAV project is just a marketing or a mature development program. With similar goals of, uh, to China's Divine Eagle UAV, it would, become, it would come uh, as uh, the stealthy F-35 enters service with the uh, West primary first of war combat jets um, uh, countries around the world. Obviously, the F-35 is is coming into service with many. So, what's um, this model that we're we're seeing here? Is that um, a so prototype? Yeah, I mean, that's obviously the, uh, a, a mock-up. Would you say of the yeah. uh, UAV these guys are designing in Russia? Um, I mean, you can see on the wings there's a, yeah. a kind of a, a fan um, system there, obviously to give it its um, stability or mm. uh, its ability to to turn in flight. Um, what it will be propelled by, I don't yeah. know what will propel the aircraft or the UAV itself. But um, it, that kind of, uh, looking at the picture there, kind of reminds me of a Lego model. Yeah. I, I don't know why. <laughs> it, probably because I just love Lego. Um, but uh, no, no. 
pretty um, interesting yeah, story, I, I might yeah, say. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Well. Anyway, moving on on to the next story, and the head. Uh, this is on Flight Global again, and the headline is: Danes withdraw F-16s from Iraq deployment. The Royal Danish Air Force has withdrawn its fleet of Lockheed Martin F-16s from the Middle East, where the aircraft has been participating in the air campaign effort against extremists in Iraq, according to local reports. Foreign Minister Christian Jessen is reported by the National Danish Broadcasting Corporation, DR in brackets, as saying that the F-16s will now undergo repairs and maintenance, and the personnel... Uh, operating them will receive additional training. Uh, seven F-16s, four active and three reserve, had been operating in Iraq since uh, Islamic State militants uh, in Iraq against Islamic State militants since Parliament authorised the deployment in September 2014. The Danish Parliament is expected to decide in the coming weeks on the contribution that Copenhagen will continue to make the effort, uh, but it is expected that that it will agree to send the restored F-16s and personnel back out into Iraq in 2016. Alongside the deployment of the 7 F-16, one Lockheed Martin C-130J transport was sent, together with 140 personnel who were based in the Middle East to operate the aircraft and support Iraqi and Kurdish military training. Flight Global's Fleet Analyzer database shows that the Royal Danish Air Force as having 47 F-16As slash Bs in service. The Danish withdrawal follows that of the Belgian air component, which earlier this year returned the six F-16s it had deployed to the Middle East from their base in uh, Jordan. Brussels operates a 59-strong fleet of F-16A slash Bs, analyzer shows, and it remains to be seen if more funding will be allocated to redeploy the type in support of anti-ISIS operations in the future. So the Danish Danish Air Force, um, apart from the F-16s and the uh, C-130Js, have also got, uh, from the UK, they've got the Augusta Westland 101 uh, transport helicopter, um, they've got 13 of those in the service. Yeah. And they've also got um, one of our favourite ones, helicopters in the UK here, the Lynx, yes. uh, which the Royal Navy use. Mm-hmm. They've got uh, nine of those yeah. um, in service um, in the you know the, the uh, Royal Danish Air Force. Um, they've also got uh, some Challenger 600 uh, VIP transport jets. Mm-hmm. They're like a, a, like a business jet kind yeah. of thing. They've got three of those. Wow. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love their um, the, the logo which the Royal Danish Air Force have. They've got a really nice logo. Okay, um, what's that? It's Oops. kind of it's kind of it's a, it's a kind of wings with a the central plaque which yeah. has got three lines, oh. and then above that a crown. Oh, cool. Um, it's the I can't pronounce this really, but it's the Royal Danish Air Force. It's the Flyvev Flyvev Bennett. Um, the well logo, done. Well done. probably. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> bit, a bit of information on the uh, on Indeed. the on the Royal Danish Air Force there for you. Absolutely. So moving on, yep. next story. Uh, this one on the Royal Air Force site and um, Royal Air Force dot mod dot uh, uk site, and the uh, headline: Fast Jet Brothers make an impact at RF Valley. So brothers Paul and Nigel Warmby, both former RAF Harrier pilots are together making a real difference to training operations at RAF Valley. It's unusual enough to find siblings serving at the same base within the RAF, but even more so when they are working together to train and mentor future fast jet pilots. Elder brother Nigel is a flight lieutenant uh, flying instructor with 208 Squadron flying the Hawk T1. 
uh, formerly a Air Commodore and Director of Flying Training for the RAF. Nigel has returned to flying as a full-time reservist. This has meant the wealth of experience he can bring over 5,000 hours of flying on a variety of aircraft types, including 2,000 hours on the Harrier alone, uh, 2,000 hours on the Hawk and 500 hours on the King Air, um, which can be retained to the benefit of today's young pilots. This has already borne fruit with 14 trained fast jet pilots being delivered to the front line last year by 208 Squadron, uh, in no small part due to Flight Lieutenant Warmby's expertise and experience. The squadron also retrained or refreshed 30 Hawk pilots and instructors at the same period. Officer Commanding 28 Squadron Wing Commander Chris Kidd said, Flight Lieutenant Warmby is an outstanding pilot and instructor. His contribution to 208 Squadron success has been, and continues to be, significant. He is also able to draw on his breadth and depth of aviation experience to allow him to deliver a real, tangible benefit to student pilots. Added to which, his enthusiasm for flying and instruction makes him an absolute pleasure to work with. Younger brother, Wing Commander Paul Warmby, is the senior Hawk operator for 22 Group RAF and RAF Valley's Operations Wing Commander. Paul is responsible not only for overseeing the safe and efficient running of the airfield, but also for safeguarding and maintaining the highest possible standards of operation of the Hawk aircraft. Like brother Nigel, he has brought a breadth of frontline and fast jet experience to bear to a busy and demanding training station with over 2,000 hours in the Harrier and 1,000 hours of Tornado flying as well, and a wealth of operational experience ranging from Gulf War to Afghanistan Wing Commander. Um, so Wing Commander Warmby has returned to Valley this time alongside his elder brother, and uh, Wing Commander Warmby said flying fast military jets is a privilege and one that will never tire of particularly when operating from a location such as RAF Valley. The location is superb and the atmosphere is energising, partly because everyone appears to be half his age. Mm. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, with hawks to fly, mountains to climb and beaches to relax on, it has to be one of the best jobs in the country, if not just a tad windy at times. So it, the story continues on. Um, you know, these guys are obviously doing a fantastic job within the RAF, training our, um, our new pilots and stuff. I mean, I've got a picture there. What Matt will just flip up on the screen um, of one of the Hawk training jets there with a, the, the backdrop, yeah. obviously, of uh, the mountainous area mm -hmm. uh, around where they're training, which is absolutely stunning, some of the scenery so, that yeah. these guys get to see. Yeah. And uh, obviously the jet there painted in the dark green with yeah. the uh, Royal Air Force uh, logo on. Yeah, the little target, as I call it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's a, a really great story. It's something yeah. you don't see every day, when, mm. especially when you get uh, you know family members working together within yeah. uh, within the same kind of unit Absolutely. and stuff. Yeah, uh, Matty Fab has said uh, whilst whilst we're talking military, I really hope the F thirty five makes uh, its visit to Farnborough next year, as the, they were grounded just before the twenty fourteen show. Of course, yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah, that was due to an engine engine issue. Yeah, I knew you'd know that. I had to ask Matt. <laughs> that's, that's that's how little I know about this particular field. It'd be yeah, nice to see those guys at Farnborough next year. Yeah, um, the yeah, their thirty-five. Yeah, yeah we saw the mock-up at Farnborough last yeah. year, mm. um, but not it's not quite the same. No, seeing a no. seeing a mock-up. <laughs> no. But you want to see the real thing, don't you? Mm. Yes. Okay. Anyway, on to the next story, and this is on the Royal Air Force website, and the headline is Six Squadron Return from Baltic Air Policing." RAF Lossiemouth's uh, Six Squadron have returned home to their Marais uh, airbase after successfully carrying out NATO Baltic air policing in Estonia. 
The squadron deployed four months ago to the Amari airbase in order to protect the airspace of the Baltic region. Uh, in this time, the squadron has seen one of the busiest periods recorded, including the intercept of 10 Russian aircraft during a single mission. Following the incident on the 24th of July, Secretary of State for Defence uh, Michael Fallon said once more the RAF and our state-of-the-art typhoon fighters have demonstrated our commitment to NATO's collective defence. Air interceptions such as this highlight the vital importance of the UK's contribution to the Baltic air policing mission and demonstrate our collective resolve to protect NATO's airspace alongside our allies. The Secretary of State had previously learnt first-hand what policing the Baltic airspace meant during a uh, previous visit to Sixth Squadron in June. The day of his visit had already seen two scrambles, one the previous night and a further one that morning, bringing the total of four scrambles in barely 24 hours. The, ex the extensive tally of RAF interceptions during the four months totaled 17 launches and 36 aircraft, including uh, MiG-31BMs Foxhound fighters, uh, SU-34 fullback fighters, TU-22M3 backfire sea bombers and 26 curl surveillance aircraft and the first UK intercept of an A-50 uh, mainstay airborne early uh, warning and control aircraft. Estonian Minister of Defence Sven Mixer said uh, of Six Squadrons deployment, Estonia is grateful for the British contribution to our security. We have had close cooperation and we hope it will continue. After landing at RAF Lossimath, the aircraft were welcomed by other members of the squadron and station with cheers and a bottle of champagne. Quite right too. I am immensely proud of the squadron's achievement over the last four months. We deployed only one month after returning from exercise in North America and have flawlessly delivered ex uh, ex expedientary air power in the Baltic. Uh, we have also continued our contribution to UK and Falkland Islands quick reaction alert duties throughout this period. Now, as ever, whatever the next challenge may be, we are ready. Six Squadron will now continue to routine flying at RAF Lossiemount, which includes the defence of UK airspace. Oh, that's nice that they're all... It is, yes. All, all getting on nicely. All getting yeah. on very nicely. It's great when our guys and girls come back home Jeez. from deployment and stuff, all safe. Absolutely. And, um, yeah. no, good, good on them. Good on them. Hats yeah. off to the all people. Awesome. Next story on the Alert 5 military news site, this one. And uh, the headline, CP-140 slid off runway after aborting takeoff. Um, so I'm going to look up, because I'm not quite sure. I haven't seen one of these before, so I'm going to quickly look up what that is. Uh, but the CP-140, a Royal um, Canadian Air Force uh, CP-140. Ah. Oh, we've got the, the Alfie barking here. Um had to abort its takeoff run at a Nova Scotia, uh, but the aircraft subsequently slid off the runway and into grass at around 11.15am uh, on the 27th of August. Um, I mean, we haven't got many more in that story. There were 17 people on board this, and none of them were injured during the Good. accident. Yeah. Uh, the CP-140 is a maritime patrol aircraft right. uh, manufactured by Lockheed. Okay. Uh, it was first flew in 1979, and uh, is primary users uh, being the Royal Canadian Air Force. Right. And there's 21 of those uh, been built, and it was developed from the Lockheed P-3 Orion. Mm. Uh, but obviously a, a good outcome from this. I mean, that's obviously it aborted its run, uh, aborted its takeoff run, and mm. it obviously, quite honestly, uh, uh, you know, probably ran out of runway, I yeah. think, Matt, and ended up sliding off onto the grass oh, at the end. Yeah. But... Um, 
Oh, unfortunate there, oh, but I'm sure that yeah. aircraft will be uh, repaired mm. and put back into service. Absolutely, yeah. So, well, moving yes. on to okay. our last story. Indeed, yes, this is our final story. This is on Flight Global again. And USA approves potential $3 billion Apache upgrade for the UK. Well, that's good news for us. Uh, the US State Department has given its authorization to a possible $3 billion um, deal to remanufacture 50 of the British Army's current Augusta Westland slash Boeing Apache AH-1 attack helicopters uh, to the latter's AH-64E model standard. Following a request by the UK to upgrade its fleet, the US Defence Security Cooperation Agency, that's the DSCA, announced on the 27th of August that a potential foreign military sales deal has been authorised, paving the way for a decision to be made by the UK government on whether to proceed with the upgrade. Questions have surrounded the future of the UK's AH-64D-based fleet, which will face obsolete issue, obsolescence issues as the US Army stops supporting the Longbow model. Uh, that it is progressively phasing out. An acquisition of brand new rotorcraft had been expected by some and could still be an option and further clarity is expected following the release of the UK Strategic Defence and Security Review in October. The US authorised modernisation activity would be led by Boeing and would also include 110 General Electric T700-701D engines which would replace the Apache's AH-1 current Turbomecha RTM-322s. Uh, refurbished Lockheed Martin modernised target acquisition and designation sites and AAR-11 uh, modernised pilot night vision sensors. The work would also refurbish the type's longbow fire control radar and provide 60 common missile warning systems plus navigation systems and replacement helmets. Helmets, sorry. <laughs> Manned, unmanned teaming systems would also be included, along with new identification friend or foe systems, infrared countermeasures equipment and Link 16 data link terminals. The diesel would uh, additionally cover the provision of logistical support. The proposed sale will contribute to the foreign policy and national security of the United States by helping to improve the security of a North Atlantic Treaty Organization ally, which has been and continues to be an important force for political stability, stability and economic progress around the world, the DSCA says. The upgrade and refurbishment of these helicopters will allow the United Kingdom greater inoperability interoperability sorry with US forces flight global's fleet fleet analyzer shows the army air corps to have 49 apache ah1s in service plus 16 more in storage the US army meanwhile has 100 ah64e guardians in service with a further 27 on order it also has 233 ah64ds and 457 ah64ds extended block 2 rotorcraft all in use the H64, mm. um, the E model, which you're talking about there, Matt, yep. um, formerly known as the H64D Block 3, in 2012 it was redesignated as the H64E mm. Guardian uh, yep. to represent its increased capabilities. The E version uh, features improved digital connectivity um, in the Joint Tactical, Inf uh, tactical Information Distribution System. Yeah. Also has more powerful uh, engines with upgraded face gear um, with transmission systems upgraded on the engine to accommodate the uh, more power as well. Mm. And it also has the capability, Matt, 
these this the E version to yeah. control unmanned aerial vehicles oh, cool. whilst uh, they're in they're in the air, which is yeah, uh, pretty cool. That is clever, yeah. uh, has composite new rotor blades and um, it uh, it was it completed testing in two thousand and four. Mm. Um, the rotor blades actually give it a higher cruise speed and a better cr- uh, climb rate and payload capacity. Cool. Um, the AH-64E standard production of 56 new builds um, mm. started or uh, to start um, in 2019-2020. Mm. Um, there's also an F model, um, which was talked about in 2014, mm. uh, which uh, could go into production at some point in the future. Which will have even greater speed and engines as well. Cool. Um, but uh, an awesome helicopter. We saw one of these at uh, Riyadh, if you remember. Yeah. The Apache, um, and they quite often fly over us as well here. Oh, we have quite yeah. uh, We have quite a contingency of, of uh, Apaches that fly across over us I, here. So I keep seeing one popping up up above the um, up above our hedge at work, which is a bit terrifying. They've got a, they've got a black one that flies around. I presume it's not military. It's obviously one that somebody owns and is is playing around with. They're, they're, they're looking the at you. The ones you've got to worry about, Matt, the Apaches, are the ones with those, the, the, the actual pods on top. You can see all the picture there on this story. Mm-hmm. The ones with these um, big pods on top, they're the ones that are kind of um, peering over the um, yeah. the, uh, the yeah, horizon at you, you. Uh, yeah. and um, <laughs> see, seeing where to fire their, their yeah. missiles and stuff. <laughs> Matty, Matty Fabs has put on um, on yeah. uh, the YouTube. He's put. Uh, can you imagine how scary it must be if you have one of those hunting you yeah, down? Absolutely. <laughs> you just think that's it. You just have to give up, wouldn't you? Are you I know. You're not going to win, are you? <laughs> no, certainly not. No, certainly yeah. not. Not not against one of those, anyway. Yeah. But uh, no, that is where we are going to bring the military news segment indeed. to a close mm. this week, and indeed the show. Yeah, we've we've got. Uh, we'll just say uh, hello, obviously, to everyone who's been watching or following us in the uh, in the. YouTube chat room. Yep. Um, so thanks. So we'll start from the scroll to the top of the list here. We we, um, we had um, obviously Philip Davies, uh, Philip Davis, and uh, obviously Neville Bounds as well. Yeah. And we have uh, Matty Fab or Matt Fabricus in there, and we also had Daniel Hannington, and not forgetting as well. I'm going to try and pronounce this right this time. <laughs> See it. Uh, I'm going to have Backer, to pronounce it. Yeah, Sit Backer. Mm. Yeah, thanks uh, for joining us. Uh, we're going to uh, obviously we're going to try and do some more um, live shows in the future. Uh, we'll publish the, the dates and stuff on uh, on the websites, on Facebook, we will, yes. and Twitter mm. as well. So you can uh, follow us and watch us on there and join us again for a live show. Absolutely. Uh, we yeah. might not be able to get a live one out all the time, but no. uh, we'll definitely try and, um, yeah. and try and do it. Also, don't forget as well um, to check out our new website because mm. Matt has been slaving away and <laughs> designing us a brand new uh, shiny website, which is all up mm. and running and looks uh, absolutely fantastic. And obviously, as we get more pictures, we'll get pictures uh, posted on there and you can also click on there and you can listen to past shows I don't know why you would want to when you listen to, wouldn't listen to what past shows what do you mean shows. why they, they, it's, they, it's, it's full of info I know they, they, could, they <laughs> could go back to the first episode you appeared on Matt Oh dear! Why you would know, they want to do when that? you didn't know anything about aircraft? I still don't now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, to oh, get Neville, in touch with Neville's the show. back. Oh, Neville's back. Hello, Neville. Hello, Hello Neville. Uh, yes, uh, to get in touch with the show, don't forget it is www.plaintalkinguk.com. 
facebook.com uh, you can find us on facebook it's facebook.com forward slash plain talking uk and our twitter handle it is at plain talking uk yes so join us don't forget next week for episode number 76 wow. of the plain talking how uk podcast how did I that know. happen it's amazing yeah. isn't it? <laughs> it is very much um so. also don't forget as well a bit of air show where um bits and pieces um, oh, yes. we me and matt will be at uh, Seething Air Show mm. in, on, the uh, yep. in, on the 6th of September. Yep. Um, so if any of you guys are here in the uh, East Anglia area, uh, yep. in, uh, in Norfolk, sort of Suffolk area, um, look up the Seething Air Show, S E E T H I N G, Seething. And it would be great if any of our listeners at all listening um, in the area could uh, possibly come out and see us. Yeah. We, we'll be there wearing our Plain Talking so, UK yes. t-shirts yeah. Yeah. with uh, various microphones and, and cables hanging from, uh, <laughs> Very, from our Various heads. orifices, yes. yes. Uh, I should just say, actually, obviously, uh, the big, big story of the week, of course, was the Shoreham Air incident. Yeah, we decided um, to, to keep the, sort of the show low-key yeah. on that until, yeah. Um, yeah. until, obviously, all the investigations and stuff yeah. have been done and obviously we get a actual you know factual Diagnosis, answer suppose, as yeah. to what actually happened yes. on that very sad day because everybody obviously is aware of the story so we haven't yeah. sort of bothered to uh, i mean it's, it's gone national obviously and obviously as uh, as always you know all our thoughts mm. and obviously our listeners as mm. well of the show you know we so. we do uh, send our thoughts and everything yeah, to absolutely. the families affected but, by so, so we're situation. not ignoring the story by any no, stretch of imagination no. but as soon as there's something concrete because obviously all we know at the moment is there's been a terrible incident um, but as soon as we know more obviously we'll, we will do our our very best both uh, on the podcast and via our facebook feeds any new information that we have we yeah. will bring to your attention because the media did um, make a bit of a muddle of things mm. over this yeah, whole incident yeah, i think and it's, yeah. it's 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 very sad when they do but there you go yep absolutely <sighs> right yeah well well thanks again to everyone who's joined us in the chat room yeah uh, very much so it's on this fun. show it's been really it's been good fun, fun isn't it yeah, i know it's, it's i like enjoyable. doing live ones it's, it's great fun yeah I shall be in the sky tomorrow. Oh, dear. hopefully, fingers crossed. As long as we don't have any more technical issues with um, Tango X-ray. Yeah, you'll be fine. I know. Yeah. So don't forget, join us next weekend for another show. And we just, look just as to a little uh, side note, oh, um, just out, of, just out of interest, because uh, we're struggling to find a time when we do our live ones. We're struggling to find a time when we, oh, yeah. when we think would be a good time to actually do it. So, uh, those that are listening to, because obviously it will be available via the usual sources as well. It will appear on our iTunes and Stitcher and all that kind of thing mm. in the next day or so, uh, in the next couple of days or so, uh, for complicated reasons I won't go into. Um, but uh, so, if you are listening to the podcast and you are interested in listening to the live one, perhaps you could just ping us an email um, via yep. the website yep. um, or you can use podcast at plaintalkinguk.com if you want Our to email, email address. address absolutely so it's mm. podcast at plaintalkinguk.com if you want to contact either me or Carlos directly you can use carlos at plaintalkinguk.com and you can use matt at plaintalkinguk.com uh, Carlos is looking at me with a great face and he doesn't know that yet uh, but uh, I, so I'll share the details with you later but oh, uh, thanks. There thanks, are... thanks for telling me <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for dropping that on me there. All part of the fun. Oh, but um, yes, uh, but uh, yes, please. Uh, the, the main one, obviously, is podcast at plaintalkinguk.com. And um, yeah, if there's, if there's a time that you would think that would be best, um, it would be uh, 8, 8 p.m. 8 p.m.? Yeah. Neville, my wife, would, would well, she'd, she'd divorce me. No, she wouldn't. No, she wouldn't. She'll probably still be at work. She was. <laughs> 
lesser. Matty Fab's put seven to eight ish. Yes, I, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, th- I think I'm, I'm beginning oh, to get. Oh the blimey, vibe. they're all agreeing now. Look, Dan Hannington's there agreeing. We go. Right, Stuart okay. Backer's agreeing as right. well. You need oh. to do some grovelling, then, don't you? <laughs> but no, as I say, it's a genu- genuine thing. So if you are listening, because obviously we do get, a, we're lucky enough that we have a lot of listeners in the states as well, <laughs> and we'd really love to know what what is the best time for you to do our live ones because we'd like to make this a regular event and it is yeah. good fun and I love having your feedback. That's the that's the best thing about doing the live shows is having you there in the chat room <laughs> chatting to us as we go. That's absolutely fantastic. Anyway, you were going to say. I was going to say, sorry, we're going we're gonna to fin- yeah. finish the show soon. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I found out earlier this week that actually Matty Fab, yes. um, who appeared in one of our interviews at Riyadh. Yes, yes, he did, money. yes. Um, he, actually, he actually runs a pub. Oh, I used to do that. Runs a oh, pub. I used to run a pub. Matt used to run a pub. My wonderful co-host sitting across the table from here used to run a pub. So Hello. if uh, if you two want to, <laughs> you know, want to, you know, hook up via Facebook Ooh, yes, and definitely. chat about pubs, Ooh, yes. please do because yeah. I'm sure you'll yeah. have a wealth of information between C- you. Carlos's involvement was only ever drinking. To be fair, uh, excuse me, I used to do karaoke nights. You did do my karaoke yeah. nights for me. Oh, yes. I will just and say as well yeah, before we finish. Oh, yes. we'll, we'll be finishing soon, guys. Yeah. Don't don't worry. We'll be finishing soon. Um, that. Uh, uh, me and Matt are both. Well, Matt is actually working for me tomorrow night because <gasps> yes. uh, me because me and my infinite wisdom um, took two bookings tomorrow night for a wedding. Yes, yes, he did. Um, so I'm doing a wedding tomorrow the night. The fortunate thing was I was actually going as a guest anyway, so it's not like it uh, no, spoilt no. my uh, my evening plans. But uh, there we are. Yes. Yeah, so instead of just having uh, having a beer or two, so I've I've got to remember how to operate the desk, which is going to be a bit funny. So it's Matt, been a while. It's been a couple of years since I've done a disco. To be fair, it's not. A, it's a wedding disco. It's no, not I any know, disco. Yeah, the most terrifying there could possibly be. So of all the things to do to me, is oh. uh, you know the most important day in a couple's life, and I've got to try and remember how to do it all on the fly. This so is gonna be, so, so it's gonna tomorrow win. night, yeah. Matt yes. is doing a wedding, mm. and I'm doing a wedding yes. disco yes. at the same time. Yes, that should be fun. Awesome. I have a terrible feeling because I'm uh, because of where I am. I'm not going to get any signal, so I won't be able to talk to you. Oh, we'll find some way. Uh, that may be a good thing. I know. To be fair. Oh, yes. Matt's, anyway. well, Matt's, but we're, we're welcome. He's put we're welcome to go and have a pint. Uh, and Avish. Excellent. Where does Avish he live? Check. Where does he live? He lives quite a distance from oh, here. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll we'll get to you at some point during the year. Definitely, hopefully, yeah, May. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, right, that is it. time to break. Yeah, enough now, because it <laughs> enough is now. rapidly approaching quarter to eight, and uh, I promised your wife you'd be home by eight, so yeah. we need to get on with it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> thank you very much to everyone who's been interacting with us on YouTube. Uh, thank you for all our loyal listeners. We really, really appreciate we do, uh, yeah. uh, you taking the time to listen to it, because without you, there would be no point in us sitting here and doing this. No, thing. And it, it is it is great to have you there. So uh, thank you for taking the time to listen to us, and we will be back next week. So... so from here in the conservatory <laughs> studio uh, it's now going dark which is why my camera is uh, juddering a little bit now because it's struggling for light because oh. um, uh, it is a pr- rapidly approaching twilight time so from the conservatory studio from Matt here it is a very smiley and had a lot of fun goodbye and from me Carlos here in Matt's conservatory studio I'd like to say a very I hope I get a lesson tomorrow some more <laughs> solo time in the book goodbye absolutely Goodbye. Goodbye.